Today on Locked On Red Wings, Detroit doesn't need Patrick Kane, but what about Matt Dumba? Your Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. We are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. I'm a podcast producer for the Daily J-A-W-W-J News Radio podcast. Well, Scotty's a host over at Lockdown Tigers, as well as a freelance journalist for the Detroit News. And on today's episode, guys, we're going to be breaking down our thoughts on free agents Patrick Kane and Matt Dumba, whether or not there is a fit or not. Although in the cold open, we kind of told you right off the bat. Uh, what our thoughts on Patrick Kane are. And I guess, Scotty, well, first of all, welcome back to Michigan. I know you were Thank out of you. town last week. so uh, Yeah, back home. We're, we're happy to have you, buddy. Uh, happy to be here. Do you want to just dive right into the Patrick Kane conversation? Do you want to just, like, um, get that out of the way? Yeah, I, I think we start with Kane. I think that's easy. Um, <laughs> you know, we, we do so many conversations – and we have done so many. We will probably continue to do a lot of convos surrounding, like, what is the argument for a player joining the Detroit Red Wings? And and we, I don't want to call it fortunate, but, like, we are in a spot where most of the bigger name free agents in any given year over the last two, three years is, like, an overwhelming yes. Like, why wouldn't you, right? Like, mm-hmm. the, the, the Wings haven't been, uh, like, a playoff team. They still have a lot of holes that they need to fill. It's just uh, uh, there's a different argument for each player, uh, which which is why we do it and what makes it interesting. But for the most part, most of the like, oh, should the Wings bring in so-and-so? Very rarely do we have like, oh, yeah, like this is an overwhelming no, right? Like most of the time it's like yes or yes if. Um, And I think that Kane – is probably the first person where it's like, this doesn't make sense for either party in any capacity. Like, yeah. unless you were to get him for like, I don't know, like a million dollars. Like, it's just like, the, there, there's no value that would even be close to realistic for either party to bring him in. It just really doesn't make sense. Well, and to put it bluntly, the main reason why we're even talking about Patrick Kane in this episode is just because of name power. Like he's such yeah. a recognizable name right. and he used to be a superstar in this league, but I mean, he hasn't been in the last few years. He's battled injuries on and off the ice and you know, he just had hip re- resurfacing surgery, which is really hard to come back to. And at his, yeah. this point in his career, 34 years old, you got to wonder if, you know, it's worth it for him to come back. He's already got three Stanley cups, but you know, that being said, he's not the guy he used to be. He's two seasons removed now. I mean, hell, one season removed from a 92-point season, but he only had 57 this year as he battled uh, injury. But it's just it. I just don't see with the injury that he had and the surgery that he had and the age that he is and the $10.5 million he's coming off of. Now, I don't think he'll get more than $10.5 million on the free, free open market, probably substantially less. Um, I just I don't see it being a really good fit for where the Red Wings are at in their timeline. Could they use like a pure goal scorer? Yes, we've talked about that a ton. But Patrick Kane, just with his age and with his injury history, it just seems like there are got to be a bunch of better options out there for the Detroit Red Wings than him. Yeah, I, I agree. And and when 
you look at the type of forwards the Detroit Red Wings need, while they definitely just need kind of production across the board, like the the only way that this would make sense, again, like on the ice is just like if, if he just took for some reason just like some massive discount and the Red Wings could put him in like the middle or dare I even say like bottom six, um, no, you know, he wouldn't be like a fourth line or anything. He'd probably – be, yeah, middle six. I'll say middle six. I'll Definitely put it middle way. six. Probably line two. Yeah. So I I think like that that would be the only way that that this would be like uh, even a, a possibility. And I don't see the value that Kane probably likely wants in the open market role he wants in the open market and just like I mean we can call it what it is just like being a red wing <laughs> at this point in his career uh, I'm not sure that that's really a, a, an attractive thing for him to do uh, I don't think I don't know I I, I just I, I feel like if this dude was getting like all of his points via goals I think this would be a much more difficult conversation where we'd have to be like hey like fan base this, you know, this might actually help. You might have to get over yourselves a little bit, mm-hmm. but I, I, I don't think we need to get over ourselves. I think we well, can just be, be, be uh, anti Kane and just continue going about our day because I don't think that there's any possibility that it just doesn't make sense. And we've had the get over yourself conversation last season when we were talking about Evgeny Malkin. Like it's a, correct. If you can get a player who can still be productive at their age and come in and immediately make your team better, then who cares what their name is? But Patrick Kane just. And it's not just like, he, obviously he had 92 points last year, but his, and his points fell off this year and he's having the hip resurfacing surgery, which is really hard to come back from. And he's 34 years old, yada, yada, yada. But he's not like the two way forward that he used to be. I mean, there was right. a you know, point in time where he was, you know, really, really, it's just his defense is always, his defense this season in particular was just abysmal. Like one percentile expected goals above replacement yeah, at even strength defense this season, like the bottom tier of the league. Now his offense was still decent. Like, Goals above replacement again. He had uh, 57 points, which puts him probably like tied for David Perron, I think. So he would have been second on yeah, the team I think again. That's right around second or third most and productive he, on the team. Yeah. And he did do a lot of that with the Chicago Blackhawks. So there is something to be said about that. Not to say that he's going like completely like I do think he is over the hill in air quotes, but I don't think he's like completely gone yet. Yeah. Well, but when you reach a high downhill. enough peak, yeah. When you reach a high enough peak, you can be over the hill and still be a really productive NHL player. Like, you know what I mean? Like, hit, like not being what you were when you were one of the best players in in hockey is 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 still not a not a you know not a bad place to be at. Yeah, it's it's just tough to find the fit for Patrick Kane on the Detroit Red Wings where it makes sense because his his age, his injury, I don't see a fit for him to either be on party. this team and make this team. Yeah. Either party like Patrick Kane, if he's going to come back is going to want to play out his last few years for a team. That's going to need that final extra piece. Like, right. I mean, I'd the New York Rangers, so. I know they're not extending him, but the Rangers were a good example of a team for Patrick Kane to go to because of the fact that, you know, they're a team that's looking to take that jump to Stanley cup championship and getting a guy like Patrick Kane, who has that, who has had that in the past and has been that superstar could have been that last key piece to like maybe squeeze whatever's left out of him to get them to that championship. It didn't work out, but like it doesn't make sense for the Red Wings and it doesn't make sense for Patrick Kane. Right. Yeah. I I completely agree. I don't I don't think it's I don't think it's too much more of a conversation uh outside of that. I I think it's really just one of those things where he 
like what when he signs wherever he ends up signing when he does we're gonna look around and be like oh like that's you know would we have been willing to give up that money and i can't imagine it's going to be too long of a contract but we would would we have been willing to give up that aav for you know a middle six forward on this team that would have been you know is going to be somewhere in the in the 50s in points if he even stays healthy at that and i think most people are going to be okay with letting him walk yeah he's not going to be willing to sign like a one or two year deal which is the only thing i would be comfortable doing he's looking for at this point right. he's looking for he's already made his money he probably doesn't care for the the money he probably cares about the term and i'm not willing to give him like three or four years just given his injury history and where he's at in his career i'm just not comfortable with that so for me it'd be like a no thanks no thanks dog That'd yeah be a no for yeah, me I'm, dog <laughs> i'm good on that i'm good on that all right when we come back we're going to transition and talking about matt dumba 28 year old right defenseman uh from minnesota but first i got to talk to you guys today about ebay motors for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know that the part will fit or your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll get back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit only, available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. Segment two, Lockdown Red Wings podcast. Scotty, let's transition now to talking about Matt Dumba, right side D-man from the Minnesota Wild. Uh, he made headlines with us <laughs> earlier in the season when he absolutely blew up uh, Phil Peronic early in the season. And I, at the time, was like, that was a dirty hit. That was a dirty hit. As time's gone on, I think my bias uh, as a Red Wings fan has kind of subsided. And I've, I've kind of leaned more towards like, it was still kind of borderline, but I can see why there was no penalty called. And then he had a huge, another huge blow up in the postseason as well, I believe. But that one was definitely that one was definitely like just just caught him not looking. My question here is, and I guess I just don't need to set it up like it's a big surprise question, but like, do the Red Wings need Matt Dumba? He's 28 years old, which by the way caught me off guard. For some reason, Matt Dumba strikes me as like a 34 year old, but he's only 28 <laughs> years old. Uh, this last season, he had 14 points, 79 games played. He does have a career high of 50 points um, back in 2017, 2018. He's played all of his entire career with Minnesota wild thus far, only missing the playoffs twice, um, but never really making it past the first round. Do the Detroit Red Wings need a Matt Dumba? You know, I struggle with this one. I'm very interested in your opinion on this one because um, I think that his style fits in rather well. And he's a, he's a defenseman that has shown the ability when he stays on the ice for a full season to give you like 10 to 15 goals from a D man is super like that. That's great. I mean, like you said, he, uh, at one point was, a like had, had a 50 point season back, you know, five, six years ago. Um, he, he's under 30 years old. Uh, I think this one, he also gives you a little bit of physicality, which we talk about a lot, how that's like, a, a something that this team pretty desperately needs at the moment like you know physicality and and goal scoring are pretty much one and two right now 
Yeah, I mean, in, in terms of talking about why he would fit, and there's two main reasons. One is that, again, you mentioned it, he brings physicality. A lot of the things that we're bringing, a lot of the defensemen we have talked about, I mean, we talked about Radko Gudis, we talked about Damon Severson before he got traded, uh, but Severson's more of a skill-style defenseman. But Radko Gudis brought the edge, and that was the main reason why we talked about Radko Gudis. Matt Dumba brings the edge and is five years younger, so he fits better for your timeline. You can give him a little bit more of a generous contract. Um, and... You know, another reason why he fits is, to me, because he plays right side. The Red Wings are logjammed with left side D-man, especially once you go into their depth, the, the, their prospect sure. pool. But they don't have a lot of options on the right side. And that's why those are the two main reasons why I think that Matt Dumbo would fit. Um, he is technically, if you look at his uh, player card, a defensive defenseman. He is above replacement level defenseman yeah. uh, at defense uh the defensive side of the puck rather but he's abysmal offensively according to his player card two percent uh expected goals above replacement at even strength offense um he doesn't get a ton of shorthand or he does get or he does does get plenty of shorthanded time but not a lot of power play time which is understandable um and he gets takes a lot of penalties i think he had like 80 some minutes this past season so like there there are a couple detractors like if you're trying to score more he's not a solution to that um but that's that's whatever, you know, like if you're trying to also get score on less, <laughs> you take what you can get. And I think the fact that he does play such a physical style and he's going to protect your guys is going to be a huge boon. But I would be afraid of it being kind of like the Ben Sherratt situation where he's chasing big hits and gets himself out of position. So, I mean, I think there is a vague fit, but it's also you got to remember, too, like he's coming off a contract where he got paid six million dollars. Is he going to be looking for a raise? I can't see him getting paid more than $6 million in the open market. That would be insane to me. Um, but also, like this is the one time he's going to hit the free agent market big, and he's going to try and cash in, and I wouldn't be comfortable paying him more than what Ben Sherratt makes, which is $4 million, and we signed Ben Sherratt when he was older. Now, right. this could just be me not really understanding the open market, because admittedly, I'm not inside you know, the general manager's offices and where contracts are being discussed with agents, so I don't know exactly what his true value is, but it feels like anything over 4 million for Matt Dumbo would be a massive overpay considering you're just getting him to shore up your right side and play with a bit of an edge. Yeah. Yeah. Well, for that price tag, I, I don't think, I don't think we have to worry about that happening. I, I agree with you. I don't think that the wings are really in the business of playing six plus million dollars for, uh, I mean, like, just to, like, be blunt, not first-pairing defensemen, right? Like, I mean, if you want to wheel out that kind of money and and bring in somebody who's going to play 26 minutes and, and, you know what I mean, and be one of the more uh, played defensemen on the team, then, like, that's one conversation. But I don't, I don't think him being behind side or on the right side, like, in every set is, is going to garner – that type of money, but like, yeah, admittedly the fit just because of that edge. Uh, I mean, like we remember when we played them, like Minnesota was mm -hmm. one of the teams that absolutely just had their way with the Detroit Red Wings for 60 minutes, right? Like it mm -hmm. was, it was, and it wasn't just him. It was like a lot of players, but uh, they just absolutely destroyed the wings when we went up against them. And he was obviously a big reason why we talked about the Heronic hit and whatnot, um, yeah, I mean, like the, I, I guess, yeah, I, I guess my hesitation earlier was, was looking at the, because of the right side was looking at, uh, 
that price tag with the right side and realizing, you know, again, kind of like what you just said, I'm not really sure that kind of price is going to garner second pairing D-man price. But, I mean, if he's not going to take a raise and you can get him to make less money, actually, <laughs> you, can, <laughs> you can convince him to take less money, then, like, sure. But, like, I, I mean, like, obviously, Cider is going nowhere on the right side and, and, and you're not going to play, you're not going to play him on the left, either of yeah. these guys on the left. So uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll wrap up our conversation on Matt Dumba. Um, so stay tuned to lockdown Red Wings. Segment three lockdown Red Wings podcast. Um, Scotty, the, the main issue with like, this is the problem with this Matt Dumba conversation is that it's coming from a place of kind of desperation the Red Wings so desperately need to fill the right side of their defense. And there's not a lot of great options in the free agency this year. We've talked about that a lot this season. There's a, it's just a weak free agent class. John Klingberg, Matt Dumba, Eric Johnson. We talked about John Klingberg a lot last season. He's a glass cannon offensively. He'll either score you a lot of goals, but give you zero anything, just give you anything defensively. You got Matt Dumba, who can play some defense, play with a physical edge, but not a whole lot else. You got Eric Johnson, who's 35 years old. I mean, it's just, it's from down from there. There's not like a big name defenseman on the right side that also fits the Red Wings timeline defensively. I have a feeling that this offseason is going to be one of those years where the Red Wings are going to sign older guys just to fill the roster on the right side because I can't also see them make, I don't think there's a big name defenseman out there that is worth trading for that plays the right side right now. None that I have heard of at, to this moment. Doesn't mean it's not going to happen. But, like, if you don't get Matt Dumba or you don't get Eric Johnson or you don't get Shane Ghostespair, who can play the right side, shoots left but can play the right side, like, what what are you doing? Like, you need to fill out your roster, and there's just this massive place of desperation. And it's kind of frustrating talking about Dumba and being like, well, he plays right and he's physical and, like, that's your hook. Like, right. <laughs> it's not a great situation to be in, but also, like, there isn't a ton else you can do. Do you want to just re-up Gustav Lindstrom to play on your right side? He is an RFA, but it doesn't sound like that's going to happen. Like th th There has to be some way to address this issue on the right side. It's just I don't know who it could be in this free agent class. Well, it's also just uh, uh, about – and this is, again, like this is more of what I was – referring to at the beginning of segment two there we're talking about like the right side was that obviously there's a huge hole in in the second pair but when looking at what is available like to your point it there, there's very few that are uh like i don't know in between i guess is the right word like every uh, on the open market there's there's several dudes that are going to get paid like borderline first pair of money right and then there's a lot of dudes that are like third it kind of like more depth defensemen right like and like some of those worked out like we we brought in uh I don't, like Oli Mata last year and then he got he garnered himself an extension right like that that's fine those can work it's not impossible to work but I, with the amount of cap that the wings have and and just the the, the size of that hole in the second pair uh, for, for, for the right side. It just, I, I think we would all prefer if somebody was like a very clear, like, oh, like value wise, money wise, production wise, everything across the board, 
lines up as like this dude being a really high end, like second pair D man. And like, I guess this conversation with like Doomba is, is one where he probably does line up there, but like just given the contract he's coming off of makes it a much more different conversation. And like goes to spare is, is had a, a really up and down career. Like he, he's, he's coming off a high, but like has also, you know, like the, the end of the, the Philly era was, was interesting. So like, it, it's just a, a very unique situation to be in where like, they're trying to find one exact like type of D man. And there doesn't seem to be too many of that specific pool out there. Obviously we can always just look at who the best defensemen are on the market and just be like, well, like that's who I want. And like that, that's just when it comes to exact fit, that's not as always realistic. I mean, I just have a gut feeling that this is going to be, we, we all want the Red Wings to make that big splash in free agency or that big splash on the trade market. But when it comes to addressing the defensive needs of this team, I have a feeling that there's going to be a lot of guys that maybe we either are over the hill and getting short-term contracts or names that we are not very familiar with. Like, you might get a, a Scott Mayfield from the New York Islanders who played, he was 30 years old and played 82 games with them. What was a plus eight? So it's like, you might get guys you don't really know a whole lot about um, signing with the Detroit Red Wings. Maybe the return of Troy Stetcher. Just kidding. I hear, wow. he's, been, I hear he's been pretty bad out there with uh, Calgary this year. Or Justin Hall from the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like there's, there's a lot of guys who are probably going to get like one to two year deals with the Detroit Red Wings that just... You, you're not going to get super excited for, but the Red Wings have got to address those needs. Yeah, and and that's why I think there's a legitimate chance that we kind of just end up in a similar position last year, where we're given a lot of smaller contracts, kind of not not this. I don't want to use the word flyers, but like kind of flyers. Yeah, no, out right. on some some lower end, you know, right handed D men that either have been good before or. You know, we're like maybe former top prospects like Mata was highly regarded at one point, like many years ago, like uh, former higher draft picks, like just just flyers really on guys. And again, like we, we'll, we'll go down the list. We'll continue to break down like different defensemen that are out there. And but the, it, it's just it seems to be this weird position where the Tigers are Tigers. Sorry, <laughs> the game is on in the background where the Red Wings are just weirdly in that in between spot when it comes to the exact type of of right-handed d-man they need yeah i think you're just going to be filling out your roster with who's ever available and we'll sign here and that's not a very warming thought when it comes to the defensive side no, of things no, they're it's, so it's bad not. but like but, obviously i i would be more than fine if doomba worked out but yeah, like yeah. that that's just uh it's a heck of a contract that he's coming off of and um, if he can knock, you know, you'd be asking him to probably knock that a couple million dollars. Like if, if you wanted to, to, if you were the Red Wings, right? Like you, you'd probably well, ask him to cut that by, by like pretty substantially for him to come play second pairing D man. I don't know. I feel like he's gonna, and like, listen to what some better, some better offers. Exactly. Listen to what you're saying just now. Like he's not going to take a especially in a weak free agent market where he is one of the yeah he's one of the be best defensemen out there whether you like yeah, it or not in air air quotes just based yeah, on the market right. he'll probably somebody will pay him because the free market the free agent market like is always an overpay so it just doesn't market brian it just doesn't seem i know the red wings have so much cap space but i do not want to dedicate 
a ton of money to a guy just because he plays physical and it's on the side they need. He has to fit long-term and I don't see Matt Dumba fit. So I guess, you know, in the end, like yes or no, Scotty, does Matt Dumba fit? I think I'd lean towards no. I think I would too. Which is like weird to say, because I, I, again, if, if uh, we got a notification later this week that said the Detroit Red Wings signed him to a, four-year deal where he's only making four mil a year i'd be pretty pumped mm-hmm. <laughs> but like i i just i i don't think that that's that, that'd take a lot of convincing all right i mean do you have any other final th- thoughts on the situation um i don't think so do you cool. no i'm good i don't need patrick kane i don't need patrick kane i could probably do without matt dumba uh so yeah there it is we ball we ball. We'll be back with a new episode tomorrow as we get ever so closer to the uh, NHL draft that is on Wednesday night. So stay tuned for that. That's going to be an exciting day. Same time, same place, your team every day. Every day.